Welcome to the Fields and Futures podcast. I'm your host, Sam Mays. We've got a very special guest today, director of OU Soul Mission, Mr. Josh Norman. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing excellent. Anytime that I can get on and talk a little bit about Fields and Futures, it's always a great day. This is yeah. an organization that's near and dear to my heart. And I know that with your background in coaching and the, the program that you're in now at o, OU with the Soul Mission, I'm sure that Fields and Futures means a, a ton to you also. Absolutely, man. Excited to talk about it. Uh, like you said, anytime I get to sing praises to Fields and Futures and give shout outs there, I'm always willing to do that. And so I uh, appreciate you for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem at all. For those who don't know, Fields and Futures, a nonprofit here in Oklahoma City that has really changed the entire landscape of the uh, Oklahoma City Public School District in regards to their athletic facilities. I know that you did you coach at John Marshall, is that correct? I did. Yes, sir. Right. And so you've seen firsthand what they have been able to do coming in and you know putting down football fields and softball fields and helping getting equipment and really you know, lifting up these these programs that have been down in the dumps just a little bit over the last uh, 20 years and giving these kids something to be proud of. You know, I, yeah. I remember being in Youngstown, Ohio, and the first time we got some new jerseys and it was like, this is awesome, right? This yeah. makes me feel great. Our new jerseys and our new field and, you know, to, to be able to do this for these kids here in Oklahoma City and give them something to look forward to, something to be proud of has really elevated these communities. Yeah, man, it, it really has. <clears throat> but I think, you know, to me, the thing that that uh, that stands out the most about Fields and Futures is is how how it's rooted in in uh, statistics. Uh, and the statistics show uh, that, you know, if, if you can get kids uh, involved in uh, high school athletics uh, and high school sports and get them on a team, the statistics show that the uh, graduation rate go grows exponentially and so uh to have the forethought of saying all right well how do we keep kids how do we get kids in sports how do we keep them in sports well give them give them a nice field to be on like right that, like it's as simple as it sounds um you know it's 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 a lot more into it than just you know a few p people getting together and saying man we let's build these fields for these kids so they can have somewhere nice to play ball but um the the results of of what happens when these fields are built is 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 the most magnificent thing is because it's not just about you know uh giving giving the kids a sense of uh, a sense of team that's extremely important a sense of community that's extremely extremely important but when you talk about graduate graduation graduating high school uh and being able uh to to improve their the the future of of, of their life again fields and futures and so, uh, like that's that's what what the most remarkable thing about Fields and Futures is is just you know that it's 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 literally because of these fields, it's providing these guys a much better future. Yeah, it's it's also pretty incredible when you look at the community impact that it has, right? Yeah. You've got towns that all of a sudden these communities that are coming out to these games, right? They've got nice stands to sit in. Uh, they're enjoying the atmosphere at the at the football games, the softball games better than they have in the in the past because you know there, there's something to to be had scenes or something Absolutely. to be had or some place to sit and and uh, concession stands and the whole whole nine yards and the other thing that you just got to love about it is on those days where there is no game you can go to some of these areas and see families out there throwing balls and Absolutely. you know and and you know practicing their skills and you know you got mom and dad out there running around like kids because it's a safe clean 
awesome place to be. It's just really done an incredible job for the community as a whole. No question. Uh, and those are all of the, the benefits that come from uh, from just something as simple as, as making a feel nice, making a feel um, worthy of its use. Uh, you know, that's that's to me, that's the beauty of it. And uh, you build you build community, uh, not just for one generation, but for generations to come. You know, we, we mentioned here at the beginning of the show that Josh is the director of uh, OU's Soul Mission. Now, you are a former Oklahoma Sooner. Obviously, the program near and dear to your heart. It's been Absolutely. really a wild ride over the last, you know, 15 years. I started covering Oklahoma, I want to say, in 2009. I left the Oklahoma State beat to cover the Sooners. It's the biggest story in this area. You know, I'm a proud former member of the Big 12. I was an All-American in Oklahoma State. I love this conference, but the yeah. ability to cover the Sooners is special, right? It's a yeah. it's a different program. It's a different feel. And, you know, to go from uh, a Baker Mayfield who, shout out to Baker for being great this last weekend, right. uh, yeah. to, a, to a Kyler Murray, to a Jalen Hurts, and, you know, I've covered Heisman Trophy winners and runner-ups and semifinal games. And then now this transition from, you know, Lincoln Riley into a Brent Venables into an SEC I mean, I, I can't imagine how you all feel, you know, your heart's in it, right? Your heart is in this as you guys get ready to embark in an entirely new conference and what is the biggest spectacle in collegiate athletics. Yeah, man, uh, it's a special time for us, for sure. Uh, just being able, uh, for me, I'll speak for myself, man, to be able to, to, to be a part of um, the inner workings of this transition ha has been uh, very eye-opening for me, man. Just all of, all of the... Uh, the, the small, minute, minute details that go into a, tra uh, a, a transition like this um, is, is, is very eye opening. Uh, but it's a big deal for us, man, uh, to be going into, uh, you know, the, the, the best conference uh, in college football, uh, to be going into a conference, uh, you know, that's stacked with um, with competition and, you know, uh, that's stacked with, uh, you know, deep. Uh, rich traditions uh, and history. Uh, you know, as you look at our schedule next year, it's just cool to say, man, dang, we're going to be going to, we're going to be playing against Auburn at Auburn. We're going to be playing against right. LSU at LSU, like these historic uh, stadiums and atmospheres. Uh, we're we're going to have Tennessee coming to town. We're going to have Alabama coming to town. Like, oh, like, can you imagine what Norman is going to be like on those games? You know, like, right. like that, that's the, that's the exciting thing about it, man. But then also just to kind of, you know, um, to stamp our, our name or continue to stamp our name in history, um, just because, you know, I mean, OU's the, the, the winningest program in, in the modern era. Um, and, um, you know, to, to be able uh, to continue to build on the tradition that we have here and the excellence that we've established uh, here at OU uh, and to do it in a way that, you know, that, that really prove, prove, proves ourselves worthy, uh, to be honest. And so uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. And uh, looking forward to to stepping in into uh, into the SEC with uh, with our with our head high and our chest out, but but with great humility. Uh, and I think that's a big part of what this program is built on is is uh, you know having the confidence uh, in the work that we put in, uh, having the confidence in uh, in our humility, uh, if you will, because it takes a great great deal of humility uh, to put the type of work and effort that we do in every day uh, to strive for excellence. Now, Josh, for those who don't know, give me the the cliff notes on what exactly OU's sole mission is. Yeah, so sole mission is our um, our football player development department. Uh, it's um, 
you know, a, a built, built in its division of, of Coach Brent Venables, our head football coach. Um, and so if you go to any university, uh, every, every, you know, power five school will have a, a player development department. Uh, most will be headed up by one, uh, one person, uh, some who are doing it big. It's two of them. Um, and for us, we have uh, five people, uh, uh, part of our sole mission. I say that to, to, you know, to say that, uh, you know, you often hear that you can tell somebody's priorities by where they spend their time and where they spend their money. And for Coach Venables to, uh, to, to demand and, uh, and deploy the type of resources that he's pour- pouring into sole mission shows uh, where his priorities and where his heart is to, to, to develop young men. And so soul. Uh, S-O-U-L is an acronym that stands for Serving Our Uncommon Legacy. Uh, and so we're dead set by the vision of Coach Venables to to develop young men who are uncommon. Uh, that uncommon part comes from a quote by George Washington Carver that says, when you can do the common things in life in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world. And so, uh, you know, when, I love that. When, when, when all of this is said and done for these guys, whether it's you know, shoot, really when it, when it's said and done, when they leave our care, uh, we hope that they're uncommon husbands, uncommon fathers, uncommon community leaders, whether they're playing in the NFL or not. And, you know, that's one thing that we've been emphasizing here lately is, you know, so many times, uh, whether it's in the recruiting process, whether it's, you know, uh, here on campus, uh, that you're, you're having these discussions with young men. A lot of times uh, the message is like everybody don't go to the NFL. Only, you know, less than 2% of guys go to the NFL. So if you don't go, you need to make sure. But it's like even if you do go to the NFL, you need to make sure that you're prepared, that you have these tools for life that you can employ, whether that's having a sense of service, serving our uncommon legacy, uh, you know, and having purpose beyond your own self-interest, whether it's uh, having a, a sense of team. Uh, and community, uh, our, you know, serving our, uh, the togetherness of that, uh, uncommon, like what, what, what are you doing in excellence? Like having an un, uncommon, uh, mindset to do things with excellence in every single thing that you do. And then legacy, like the leg, and, and I've been giving a lot of thought to this legacy, man. Like when you, when you talk about your legacy, especially us as men, when we really look at uh, our lives and, you know, like I think I'm right around that age, they say 40 to 45 is when men really start to consider their legacy. Uh, and the, the crazy thing about legacy is the majority of people think that it's forward facing. But the thing about legacy is it, it's, it's not only just the future, but it's the past connecting with the future. And so how do we, you know, prepare these young men to leave an uncommon legacy? you know, with generations to come uh, for them in the present. Um, a lot of them uh, take away the NFL. Uh, a lot of these guys, if they can just be uncommon in their profession, whatever that is, they can literally set themselves up to take care of their the, the previous generation, their mom and their dad, and then also for the future. And so, um, when we talk about the things that we do here uh, with community service, with, um, you know, life skills development, when we talk about career and professional development, when we talk about mental health, uh, when we talk about, you know, uh, just just simple things like how, how to how to cook breakfast, how to make how to make a steak, like doing things like that to prepare these guys uh, for life um, after they leave here. 
uh, you know, it's it's a it's a grand reward for us, uh, obviously, but uh, we understand the importance of the work as well. One of the things that you just said that really resonated with me is when they leave our care. Yeah. And to me, that is why you attend the University of Oklahoma. I had the dream college career. I was a star player for my team. I got treated like a king everywhere that I went. But what was 20 years ago, you know, the the 30 kids that were great on my football team had great experiences. The other 65 kids really didn't, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And I think that when I think of how college football has changed more than anything now with NIL, with the transfer portal, the kids having the decision to – like now you got to tend to your flock, yeah, right? You yeah. got to, you got to make sure you're taking care of those kids and, and it's how it always should have been, but it hasn't, that's not how it at all has always been. No question. I feel like, and you know, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, I think that the programming that we do when we talk about community engagement, when we talk about former player relations, when we talk about uh, career and professional development with micro internships and interview preparation and, uh, life skills development with financial literacy, uh, you know, our, our suit program, getting these guys suited and booted. Uh, like when we talk about all of those things, like I, I feel like we do it uh, better than anybody in the country. Absolutely. But what truly separates us is our service to our players. And, you know, when we were first hired and Coach Venables first brought us in for our first meeting uh, with Soul Mission, he made a point to say, you know, like, like, the programming, like, obviously is, is going to be excellent. That's our standard. He's like, but I, I never want y'all to lose sight of your service to the players. You're here to build relationships and serve these players. And so that's one thing that we constantly challenge ourselves on is like, how are we serving our players? Um, you know, and that could look like, um, I remember the first instance that, you know, it was like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing this whole mission thing is, you know, it was that first off season that we were here where we were heading over uh, to an off season workout over at the indoor and it was almost like a movie all so mission directors they start getting pings on their phone and everybody's like oh get a text message and we all get a text message just saying that one of our players on his way to the locker room for meeting to to practice he picks up his phone and gets a message that his best friend was murdered back home and um and it was really like he took it hard you know and so um the coaches they gotta go coach right they can't take time away. And, and, and the truth is like these coaches care about these kids just as much as we do, but they got, they got to, they got to go coach. They got to go run practice. And so, so mission us, us four guys, we were, we were in this, in the meeting room with this kid for about an hour, uh, you know, crying with him, praying, praying with him, consoling him, making sure that he has the resources necessary to get back home, uh, to, to be with his family, uh, and, and, and to be able, um, you know, to, to attend the services of, of his best friend. And so like, it could look like something like that. It could be something like us uh, babysitting uh, one of our, our uh, players, kids, uh, because he, you know, we changed practice last minute, uh, the, the, the schedule and uh, he couldn't find a babysitter. And he's like, Hey, well, like, I can't find a sitter. Like what? I'm like, man, bring him on. Like we got him, you know? So we, we like, when we talk about serving our players, man, like we, we, we will do anything uh, to serve our players. Within reason, obviously. Uh, right. Now, you know, when, when I say uh, we'll do whatever, that means that we we, we truly have a heart on uh, serving our players. But then there's also uh, a level of mentorship, of accountability, uh, that we can have these tough conversations with our players 
And, and it's only one reason that we can do this because we have the relationship with them. Josh, it's so easy to hear the passion uh, in your in your voice. Like you truly believe in what you're doing. I can only imagine how fulfilling it is every single day for yeah. you and that and that sole mission, your kids. Uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think that you've had such a great, you just lived such a great life. You're a great <laughs> example. I'm happy that uh, you are where you're at. I think that there's going to be kids that lead that program that are better for just knowing you. So I want to say thank you to you and the Soul Mission. I think what you're doing is great for young people, young men. I think OU is changing lives each and every day, not only on the football field, but off of it. So thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, it. it uh, I, I always try to make sure I take a step back and, and kind of look, like you said, just look over my life, man. And you're right, man. I have been blessed. And, um, you know, it's just like, man, God just keeps con- continues to, 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 to bless me and put me in positions, uh, to carry out his purpose in my life. And, uh, what better place to do it at than a place that I love so dearly. Josh, we're going to have to do this again. I, you're such a great guest. I'd love to have you on my show in the trenches when we get the opportunity and maybe we can do something as you work, you know, navigate your way through the sec next year, where we kind of pop in throughout the the season just to kind of check in and i want to hear about your experiences like the thing i love about josh is he's a foodie also and he's actually quite the chef and so (laughs) i want to get reports from you from baton rouge what'd you eat where'd you go you know i want to hear all those things so oh yeah Yeah, i i I definitely do that maybe that's what we can do start our podcast on uh on the food that we eat in these uh these college towns that we go to man Uh, absolutely i I love anytime sam all right, my friend. Thank you so much. Big thank you to Dot Rhyme, uh, Tim, and, Tim and Liz McLaughlin for everything they do with Fields and Futures and for setting up this interview. Uh, we're going to do quite a few more of these throughout the year as Fields and Futures is a big part of what we're doing here at Sellout Crowd. Josh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.